and welcome to our second episode of Beyond the Tavern Wall. I'm Brayden Figgins. I'm the host. And joining me today, we have Haley, if you would want to in kind of introduce yourself and give us a random saying. Guys, I'm Haley. I don't know a random saying. Sorry. That's, that's a perfect random saying. Kendall, go ahead. Introduce yourself and give uh, us a random saying. Hi, I'm Kendall. I like books. Uh, Sam, go ahead. Uh, hi, I'm Sam. I like cheese. And Hunter. Hi, I'm Hunter. I like books as well. Perfect. I like Hunter. So, oh, thanks. Oh, oh. Jeez. Hunter um, just straight up stole my thing. This yeah, is Hunter, getting... get a new thing. Hunter, we need a better one. Okay. Uh, stress. I like stress. <laughs> nice. There <laughs> we go. All right. Um, now, thank you guys for all for joining us today. We are doing, we're going to be discussing a little bit, and Kendall will be actually leading the charge in this podcast today. We will be discussing what makes a great character and what goes into a compelling backstory. So, Kendall, without further ado, take it away. All right. Thank you. Um, so I have always loved fantasy, make-believe, telling stories, all of that good stuff. And I have been writing for a very long time because of that. And I do have ambitions of becoming a published author. And when I have done my research about what goes into making a good story, a lot of what I find is that the characters make a good story. You could have the most generic plot in the world, but you can have the most amazing story if your characters are amazing. Um, that being said, though, it's kind of hard to put a finger on what makes a good character, but it's super easy to recognize what makes a bad character. So I just want everybody to go around and just tell me what character from fiction annoys you the most. Ooh, so us the most yeah do you want to go you first give us your example yeah. first kendall so i'm gonna get oh i'm gonna get death threats for this one Good. unpopular opinion so yue from avatar the last airbender actually i agree with that yue she is uh, the moon princess oh yeah oh, doesn't uh, uh sokka get with her he, yeah but then she sacrifices herself for me, she's like nails on a chalkboard because she's just yep. constantly in this fight between herself of, oh, I love Sokka, but no, I can't, my duty. And then she like runs away. And for me, that's really grating and annoying. And I don't know. It, there are characters that ha are in similar situations where that comes off as relatable or, I don't know, endearing or something like that. But for some reason, if it was how she was written or how the voice actors portrayed it, it just got on my nerves. The annoying character is this one. I mean, it, it's how she's written. It's perfect for her character, but I cannot help but be annoyed and hate her. Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. That's just because she sucks. No, I know. That's that's the point. It's how she's written. She is meant to be a horrible, horrible person. And it's written really well that we're supposed to hate her. So she, I find her really annoying, though. Literally, Voldemort's the better. Like, I would, if I had to choose the two, I'd be like, hey, Voldemort, you're my best friend. Umbridge, go burn in hell. Like, you, I hate you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think for me, it's not a specific character, but it's kind of like a category of characters. I hate unstoppable characters. Superman, Captain Marvel, just the characters that are just completely bad and there's no problems with them. Uh, except they have, like, for gimmicky weaknesses. Yeah. Oh, kryptonite, a very, very rare uh, thing, or just some weird stuff. And it's just like, I feel like it's such a cop out for um, 
character design because it's like oh actually i have no weaknesses at all i'm just the greatest character in the world and yeah, yeah. i'm the best it's, it's so like, boring to me it's kind of like you're on the playground and you're like playing make-believe with your friends and they're just like bam i shoot you with a fireball and you're like no i have an, a force field yep. and i've had this whole time yep do you often play with your friends like that on the playground yeah do you, you still don't? play on the playground yeah uh, yeah you Kendall didn't invite us every saturday where's what my invite what yeah, where's my invite? You're not allowed. No boys. I'm, no, no boys allowed. Yeah, no Don't go outside. <laughs> what's, what's grass? We have to make oh. Hunter touch grass. We bring it into his room and like touch it, please. We have to tie him down, and he has a physical, painful reaction to it. Yeah, it's like I'm like a, it's like a vampire with garlic, but with me, it's grass. <laughs> That's like our uh, million dollar Twitch goal. Ooh. Make Hunter touch grass. Make Hunter touch grass. <laughs> oh, but actually, I, I do agree for the most part. I do hate, like, the unstoppable, but I, I do disagree with Superman. I'm, I'm a sucker for Superman. It might just be, like, bias, but I don't know. I, I love Superman. I like Henry Cavill. I mean, that's Cavill? Too, but... Cavill? How do you say it? Cavill? Cavill. I'm, oh, I'm Henry sure Cavill. Cavill. That's what I said. We'll mm -hmm. completely cut it out. Just kidding. Another one that comes to mind for me is... um. You guys have probably not seen this show, but I started watching Grey's Anatomy just to see what the hype was about, and I couldn't. There get is the none. I couldn't get through the first That's... season because the main character is literally just has the personality of a mop. Like <laughs> she, she wow. is. She's just like. I think that's the one you're gonna get death threats from. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably, but she. It's. It could be the actress, or it could be how the character is written, but. I don't know. I guess for me, I do not do well with characters who do not communicate well and who are upset with circumstances that they put themselves in, if that makes sense. Because they weren't, like, they didn't think it through, if that makes sense. But now that I'm saying that, that's my D&D &D character, so what the heck do I know? Wow. It's Friendly a, fire. It's yeah. a, um... <laughs> Uh, what you see in people and dislike is usually because you are, you have that innately in you. Yeah, I do have the personality of a mop. You're right. I was, oh, can oh. confirm. <laughs> oh, jeez. I am actually a mop with googly eyes attached. <laughs> Changes her uh, mop nice. head every day for, for her hair color. Yeah. Damn, did you know your wa wife was a mop? I did know this. Wow, that's true love. And also he I'm might be- I'm a push he, broom. Yeah, you're a push broom. A push broom. <laughs> Specifically a, a push broom. Right None, none of this, like, normal broom stuff. It's boring. Push brooms are where it's at. They're exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he makes a noise when he burps. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Push Anyways. broom sound good. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, has Haley gone? No, but I was going to say I hate female lead characters where their whole personality is, I'm pretty, so people will do things for me. I cannot stand when people write female characters like that. Uh, the Barbie movie in a nutshell. Like, are you talking like the <laughs> femme fatale types? Yeah, kind of. Okay. A really good example is Daisy Buchanan from The Great Gatsby. Her whole personality Ooh. is I'm rich and I'm beautiful. Mm, okay. And for some reason, everyone is like head over heels. She is the most selfish person I've like ever read about. Yeah. You won't like the next character you're about to meet in your D&D session then? Yo, oh, no, it's Braden. It's Braden recently read The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I recently read Fifty Shades of Grey. 
Hey. Just kidding. Hey, yo. Okay, Sam, who do you think is a bad character? I think this is really low-hanging fruit, and most of the world would agree with me. But Rey from Star Wars has yo. put almost mm -hmm. no work into her power. Yo. Yeah, it's completely unearned. Her strength and knowledge has come from the plot rather than her choices and her struggles. The character was just so terribly written. I think that's the biggest thing is when they were writing Ray's character, it was not a good character at all. It's like yeah. the unsalted chicken of the bad character universe. Ew. Uh, I mean, to, to be fair, um, no hate to date Daisy Ridley. She seems she like a really nice person. She, she, she's, she's, she did fantastic for the role that she was given. It was just a very bad character. No, she, she worked with what she was given, but I think the point where I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely hate this character. I think this was, this was in Rise of Skywalker, but like the Sith blade that she's holding. She's like, oh, this, this blade has done terrible, terrible things. Like, lady, the last two movies, you've been running around with the Youngling Slayer 9000. That blade has done <laughs> terrible things. <laughs> It's a good point. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I, I think she, I think her character could be fixed if like they use that like scavenger stuff that she was doing. When I Absolutely. first saw the movie, I was like, oh, cool, she's like a scavenger engineer type person. But they went doesn't do it again the second she's gone. I think yeah. uh, her character could be fixed by um, redoing all three of those movies. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I will argue Seven was fine. Welcome to I the D and D podcast seven. about movies. Seven yeah. was okay. I, I wouldn't rate it in my like top five. No, it was no. okay. It sharply. All right. So, are we good to move on? Yeah. Yeah. I can rant yeah. about about that for hours, we but can, I'm stopping. Yeah, we're, we're we can talk about I'm, that in I'm another. I'm so podcast. ready for a good character too, and it's also Star Wars. You guys aren't allowed to steal it. Jin, Jin, or so. Ooh, my favorite. That's, 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 that's what know, I'm actually just, bringing up. Just, okay. just a warning: you guys are not allowed to steal it. I say, okay, Sam goes so, first. We have talked about what um, examples of bad characters. So let's go to examples of good characters and what makes them a good character. Sam, you first. Me first. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to continue the Star Wars route then. Uh, Jin Erso, the, the main protagonist in Rogue One. A queen. I love her character. Yep. She's not just powerful for the sake of being powerful. You see her struggle and her backstory. She starts out as a kid whose parents are taken away. She, her mom gets shot. Spoilers, by the way. Oh. If you I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it like, sucks to suck. Like, it's an old movie. <laughs> and then Older the now. next time we see her, she's immediately in prison and she needs the help of other people to get out. She almost escapes the prison escape attempt herself, but again, she gets stopped. She's not an overwhelming force. Wait, wait, wait. So hold on a second. I just remembered that we see Ray's parents. Ray also has like tragic backstory concerning her parents. Why does it work with Jin Urso and not with Ray? Because, Ray. yes, Ray is Ray, but Jin Urso's parents also have, like, a huge connection to the rest of the Star Wars films. Her father's, like, the mastermind behind the Death Star and how it functions. I think it's because Jin Urso has flaws because of it, but there is no real problem fault. with, like, Ray's parents. Like, they weren't a main focus of the story, so therefore, you can't really compare them in that sense, but yeah. there was mm -hmm. no problem because of it. She wasn't traumatized because of it. Yeah. 
-hmm. I also will argue that for, especially since the release of The Force Awakens, people were very interested to find out who Rey's parents were. Like, all these theories were flying around, and then the ninth movie rolls around, like, oh yeah, it was absolute nobodies. Like, they didn't really do anything special. So for me, yeah. it was a big letdown. Okay, I um, oh, sorry. No, you I was going to say who my... Eight, one yeah. of my favorite characters. Have you guys ever read the Stormlight Archive series? Never even heard of it. By Brandon Sanderson? No. I not. I, well, first off, read it. Uh, love the series. One of my favorite book series of all time. And uh, Kendall, you're an aspiring author. If you want yeah. to learn how to write a book, read it. Like, it is okay. so, so good. Majority, all of the characters in there are awesome. And they have these... I think something that makes a great character backstory is great character flaws. Um, kind of going on with like what I said about characters who don't have flaws suck, but characters who have flaws and are able to overcome those flaws or not overcome them are so good. There's a character named uh, Adolin Colin, and his big thing is he can't, he feels like he can't fill his father who was this terrible, in a sense, warlord, war, like they called him the Blackthorn and he would, he killed a ton of people, conquered a ton of land for his brother. Uh, who was the king of this nation, and they were trying to reunite it. And Adolin just feels like he cannot fill the shoes that his dad is wanting him to fill. And you can just mm -hmm. hear the conflict, because he wants to do all these things that he wants to be great for his dad. He is not like his dad, and it's such a big turmoil for him that yeah. it's so interesting to watch. Like, mm -hmm. all the characters in that are phenomenal. Yeah. Kind of awesome. building on that character trope, just like trying to live up to the legacy of your father and what they're able to do. My personal favorite is Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. Kind of similar. Uh, his father, Fire Lord of the Fire Nation, of course. Big bad guy of the series, but I mean, his son was, in some aspects, trying to be like him, but eventually was cast out of the Fire Nation, sent to go hunt down the Avatar, which sets up his, his kind of tragic backstory. But then you, you're able to see him develop through each season, just how his character changes. I mean, he has a wonderful guide, Uncle Iroh, probably one of my other favorite characters in all of fiction. But I mean, the culmination of Zuko's character arc in season three of Avatar, it's a beautiful thing. If you have mm -hmm. not seen that series, please, please, please watch it. It's a work of art. Nice. Also, have you not watched it? It's 2023. Come on. Dude. Yeah, who hasn't watched it before? We're all looking at you, Brayden. Literally, I, I'm keeping that silence in. <laughs> yeah, you should leave that. You should be ashamed of yourself. I've seen, yes. I've seen a ton of episodes. I've just never watched it like in full. You need to. You need to. It's what is it on? Literally art. It should be on Netflix still. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. They haven't moved it yeah. to Paramount. Not yet. No, because Netflix is doing a live action. Oh, you're it, right. So yes. It should still be on Netflix. Okay. I will never um, watch it just out of character. Uh, that's my character flaw is I like, I, I've never finished the Harry Potter series and I never will because it's funny to see people's reactions. That's just mm. rude. Wait, like, did you say you've never seen me. Harry Potter? Finish the reading the Harry Potter series. Oh, like, oh yeah, just, you don't need to read it. You, wow. <laughs> little spoiler, Han Solo dies at the end so of book both seven. Of you not oh, no. Harry both of you not reading Harry Potter makes me feel like you don't care about me as a person. Wow. Are you seriously <laughs> basing Harry Potter around, like, your entire person? I mean, no, because I'm a mop, right? Some people do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dawn Dish <Circle>. Soap. <laughs> Haley, do you have a favorite character? I do have a favorite character. It's 
Olivia Benson from Law and Order, Special okay. Victims Unit. I love your two. Dun, Great dun. Gatsby and Law and Order. Of a very complicated personality, it's fine. I like that she shows that women can be compassionate, but also tough and independent. I just think it's a nice, refreshing female take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably powerful for women to see that too. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we're also, we're betrayed, portrayed a lot of just a sex symbol or a mom or someone annoying. But I remember when I saw Wonder Woman in theaters, it was like a breath of fresh air because she was so strong, but she was so pure and good at the same time and compassionate. So I think that's like a good example of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Has everyone had a chance? Yes. Yes, it's you now. Okay. So when I think of a good character, I come up with three in my mind instantly. Um, but I can sort of combine two into one. And they are similar to Zuko. So Sawyer from Lost. Um, have you guys seen Lost? Nope. Yes. A little bit. Okay, Haley, do you agree with me? Absolutely. Sawyer is a fantastic character. Um, yes. And then Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Okay. He's a good character. Uh, both of those are for the same reason. They start out as like the bully or just the big D-bag of the show, right? But then you find yourself rooting for them the most. You want them to have a win more than anybody. And it's because they, at some point, have a moment where they realize their their faults and their wrongdoings, and they do whatever they can to fix it, right? They don't just say, oh, I messed up. Well, it's who I am. It's more like of, oh, I messed up. I need to fix it, and I'm not going to stop until I fix it. Um, And then... The other one was Percy Jackson because I just... Yes. Percy Jackson is in my blood. Like, if you cut me open, like, the words of Percy Jackson just come out because I'm just so obsessed She actually with doesn't it. have blood. It's literally the words of Percy Jackson. It is. I'm Dude, a I watched with her cut herself on a broken cup once. It was very scary to just see book pages flow out of her hand. It was. And, yeah. Anyway, um, I just am obsessed with Percy Jackson. I thought it was a phase when it's I was not. 12. That phase has never ended. So, but yeah, no. Percy Jackson is... You know what? Do you want to fight me? <laughs> you still haven't read it, so I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Have you not really? You really haven't read Percy Jackson, Sam. I've I read, I think, up to chapter three of the first oh, book so far. Hunter, My brother, read it. Hunter, would you agree with me that that is like the perfect series for him? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Percy Jackson is a great character to me because he he doesn't start off as a bully like Steve and um, Sawyer. But when he finds out he messed up, he does anything he can to fix it. But also the courage that he has... Um, because if you haven't read it, he finds out that he's going to die at a very young age. And instead of just going like, well, I'm going to die, but might as well do whatever I want. His attitude is, um, I'm going to die. I'm going to make sure that the last parts of my life are super meaningful, if that makes sense. So I thought that was super admirable. And also, he's really funny. He is. He's okay. Hey, you know hey. what? I just feel really unsafe and no disrespected. <laughs> We will no, not Percy tolerate Jackson's Percy good. Jackson's slander here. Percy yeah, um, good. me and my fellow mop kids. Oh, mop kid. No! Actually, <laughs> mop we will an accept NBC. it if we're talking about the movies. Mop kid is an NBC no. in our Wednesday night with Kendall and Sam's group. Yes. And I potentially have to kill him. Yeah. Ooh. A child. It's good. 
It's I, good. I sure hope not. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Better figure it out. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Do, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Every Do night it. I go to sleep in tears. So we have talked about what makes a bad character, what makes a good character. But now let's talk about what makes a good D&D character, because there is a difference. A good TV or movie or book character, I think, is slightly different from a good D&D character. Because with those, you are just observing the character, right? You are not embodying that character. Um, so you have to kind of develop them a little bit more. So what would you guys say is like your favorite D&D character you've played? Or what's an example of a good D&D character that you've seen? This will be great because three of you have only uh, played one character. So therefore, you guys will have to say what character was really great and you enjoyed from my campaign. <laughs> so nothing that Brayden's made. I think all of his are washed up and boring. You're and not terrible. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his turtle. Are you kidding me? Turtle? Oh, yeah. He had a turtle? Master Oogway. He made a turtle. Yeah. Kind of. There's a Master Oogway kind of thing, but that, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I hated playing him. Wow. Anyway. I'm trying to think. Um, one that comes to mind for me is from a D and D podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. Oh, darn it's not um, even mine. <laughs> um, there's one called uh, Ron Stampler, and he is like the most awkward, emotionally stunted stepdad. And I think he makes a good D and D character because he, the person that plays him, plays him so creatively. He starts off as this normal human person, but he ends up being this powerful rogue by the end of it. Mm. He can it's hide in his own pants. Yeah, he can hide in his own pants. Like, that's creativity Dang. right there <laughs> as a rogue. Wait, he hides from his... Is that like something his character actually does as he goes yes. and hides from his pants? He you need to listen to this podcast. It's just like my favorite so D&D podcast of all time. It made it, me it, sob. Do you guys remember Rocket Jump Studios? No. Like old YouTube days? Yeah, I, I do. Think so. No. Uh, uh, Freddie Wong by then. Yeah, Freddie Wong. Uh, uh, the, 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 video game high school. Video game high school creators. Okay. One of my favorite characters um, is actually Daniel's characters. I love Daniel's characters are some of my all-time favorite characters because you can tell there's a lot of work and a lot of thought put into each one of them when mm. I get the backstory for him. Um, his current character, Farron, uh, is just this funny bird. It's it's a uh, the race in D and D is an aracocra, which is a humanoid bird. Um, but he makes jokes about that all the time. He's always like, "Oh yeah, I'm a bird," and he's like, "I like books," and just is yes. super duper fun. But he's left enough open to for me as the DM to really focus and work and build out his character. And then his last character, Tristan, was this really really cool warlock who had made a pact with a powerful fey being and had the super cool backstory about how he was hiding from a group that he used to be part of he went rogue from this group and he asked these people to help him and fell in love with this powerful fey creature's daughter and there was a huge dynamic of that and control of that as well um so he, those two are probably some of my favorite yeah, awesome i love magnus burnsides from the adventure zone podcast okay. because as you listen to this podcast you can really just see the character development go on. Like when it first starts, he's just, uh, I'm going to rush in. I'm going to attack. I'm not going to think anything through. I'm just going to hit it. And by the end of it, it's the end of his story arc made me sob. 
It was so mm. good. I'm not going to put any spoilers out just in case, but probably the best character development I've seen from a D&D character. Okay. I would have to say, because I've been, I've been binging uh, the second campaign of Critical Role right now, and I'll, I'll leave a lot of the details out, just spoiler-free. Um, Liam O'Brien's character, Caleb Widogast. That's a good one. I've I've really really enjoyed seeing how the character has changed. I mean, you first meet him, he seems to have kind of a bit of a criminal background, and he's he's not much of a people person uh, mm-hmm. at the start. But it's been it's been interesting to see as time has gone on how how he's changed to to really enjoy having the companionship of of his party and how he's become allied to th- Sam. I'm having trouble thinking of something. I do love Daniel's character, so I may have to steal a little bit from Brayden. I, I don't have a lot of experience in D&D, or listening to many D&D podcasts. Dungeons and Daddies is probably the only real D&D podcast that I've listened to. But Daniel's characters, I really love, because they all have purpose, they all have drive. When he plays them in-game, he doesn't use his own personal knowledge to his advantage. I find that he sticks to what his character knows and what his character would do. And it just brings like a, a level of authenticity to the game. Definitely. Metagame bad. <laughs> Metagame bad. M- metag- Metagame I'm... good. Metagame no. bad. It's bad. <laughs> and I don't know, if, I don't think we explained this. Metagaming is when you use knowledge that you as the player know, but not you as the character knows in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like monster stats. It, and yeah. it pisses everyone off. <laughs> Because it's not fun. Dumb. Maybe we'll do an episode on what pisses us off and players in D&D. And we can just roast yeah. each other the whole time. <laughs> Wait. So what I am gathering, our conclusion, I would say, is a good character is a flawed character. Are you guys in agreement? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. And also a good character, it can't. they can be a stereotype. Like, for example, you know, Steve Harrington was the popular kid, right? You can start them off as a stereotype, but they should not end there. You got to arouse that there too. Sorry, what was that, Hunter? Now he's a single mom. Yeah, now he's a single mother with you, like 15 kids. You, I'm need... so proud of him. Singing, working nine to five. <laughs> you need to leave room for character development. And that's Definitely. where I believe your flaws come in, your, your bonds, your ideals, all of those allow for character development. It allows for your DM to work with your character so that your character can be an integral part of the story and also your character can have its have their overarching goals finish as well if there's no room for development when you design a character there's no reason for that character to be doing anything because they're already done with everything definitely so agreed i would say i'm speaking on behalf of everybody else but if you are starting dungeons and dragons and you're scared about your character what i would say is when you are creating your DD character you can start with a stereotype you can start with a safety character like brayden likes to say which is just somebody who isn't super different from you or how about you explain what safety character a is, safety brayden? character is a character that you make to be easy to role play that doesn't challenge you like it's yeah. someone like Kendall was saying, someone kind of similar to you in a sense because you're com- you're comfortable being yourself. Uh, it's just very simple in its means. A good example is uh, Hunter's very first backstory. I know he's been writing a little bit more with that, but it was a uh, lost got lost from his parents, found some cabin in the wood, became a uh, hunter's apprentice, a ranger's apprentice, <laughs> and wink wink, and um, <laughs> then went from that like. 
very, very simple. Um, not a lot of, I'll say, depth at first with it, mm-hmm. but it's just a very simple and safe character. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's not a problem to do that. Yeah, it is. Just, you can start that way, but if they, you cannot end that way. Um, which is awesome. Because it's law. It is law. It's D and D law. The D and D gods will come and get you in your sleep. Thank you. Um, it's just Matt Mercer kidnapping you and Brendan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> the D and D gods. Just wake up high to a chair. Brennan Lee Mulligan in your face, going like, "Top of the morning to ya." That would be terrifying. That would Matt Mercer sitting in his chair, doing his Matt typical, would be like, slightly in the shadows. Yep, just like looking at you. Yeah, doing his like really good evil laugh. It'd be the good yeah. cop bad cop kind of deal, and they could both <laughs> play both roles. I'd probably prefer the bad cop if I'm facing Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you could start you could start off with the stereotype, but help them grow, help them develop, and also play creatively mm-hmm. as well. And I don't want to be I don't I'm not saying like you have to think of the most unique out of the box thing. Just you do make, though. It's a lot I, too. You do. It's you a lot. must. Since when are the laws changing like that? Jeez. Oh, just barely. Oh, they change well, all anyway. the time. I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful episode of Beyond the Tavern Wall. If you haven't already followed us yet on social media, we have an Instagram at Beyond the Tavern Wall. Uh, and if you also want to leave any comments or have any suggestions for episodes, uh, you can leave them in any of comments on our most recent post in Spotify or wherever else you can leave comments. And you can also shoot us an email at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. Best way to get this podcast out is by word of mouth. Make sure if you guys enjoy this, go share it with anyone. It doesn't matter if they play D&D or not. It's fun to talk about this stuff. And it helps out the podcast a ton. So we'll give you a challenge to share it with someone who is wearing Vans. One of your friends who's wearing Vans, you have to share the podcast with. And if you don't come back and report, I'm going to cry. And I think Haley will cry too. I don't know. Oh, I 100% will. Sam will find someone you love. Oh. And hold them off. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. Thanks for... Okay. Spoilers. Thank you guys so much. Let's cut that one out. Thanks, though, Kendall. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for coming. Everyone say goodbye, and we will cut to music that I will find and edit in. Goodbye. We'll cut to music that I'll find and edit in.